Hey everybody, this is episode 8 of Hear Us Out, a podcast that discusses everything from fashion and lifestyle to why sweet corn is superior to cream. I'm your host, David. I'm John Paul. And I'm Allie. Each episode, we will pick topics of things we really enjoy, love, etc., and a topic of something we think is overrated or lame. Here we go. Whose turn is it first? It's Allie's turn to go first. Turn Fucking hate going first. Yeah, I feel like when you go first, you kind of have to like get the mood going. Yeah, yeah. No pressure, Allie. i I highly struggled this week really bad so yeah sometimes like you get it organically right and it just comes Mm -hmm. to you other times you're sitting there and you're like fucking think of something yeah i know it's like oh an hour till (laughs) you have opinions man (laughs) (laughs) you don't like anything not one thing okay (laughs) yo ali uh what's something you you like this week something i like this week is historical revolutions, uh, specifically the French Revolution. But I have admiration for all revolutions. Uh, let allow me to elaborate. Go on. <laughs> uh, French the French Revolution. Like I don't know. It's one of the things I studied in college or high school that I think actually got me into history because it's so bloody and violent, and like you know, kill eat the rich. It's just super interesting, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I think, obviously, obviously, all history serves as you know an important like sociological uh, information for the future. But I also just think revolutions are you know very telling of the times and of like the triumphs and tribulations of that era. So, and you know we have those every day, like uh, you know small revolutions here and there. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I definitely enjoy, like, that's, uh, I think we said in other podcasts that history is, like, definitely history both. And I love reading about yeah. revolutions big time. Like, yeah, French, American, the Russian, mm-hmm. and um, just everything. And, like, even the ones that, like, maybe I don't consider, like, good revolutions. Or, like, you know, it didn't, like, benefit much. I even, like, reading yeah. about those, like, uh, year one in Cambodia. Like, that was a pretty messed up revolution. But I still like yeah. enjoyed studying about it. So yeah, I'd have to agree with you. And it's really cool to see how they progress. Like if you think about like the French Revolution, it's all word of mouth and like, you know, underground kind of stuff. And then you think about like in uh Egypt, like you know, where they did like they used Twitter mm-hmm. for uh the Egyptian Revolution. I thought that was super cool. And like they they're doing all that kind of stuff now. So I just think it's neat to see how they progress like that. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the yeah. human plight to, like, improve their lives, you know? Yeah, I've gone on record, uh, so everybody knows that I'm not a uh, huge history buff. But I do like the idea of watching, and, or, you know, in the French Revolution's case, reading about the boiling point that people have to reach before, like, they, like, ins- just incite massive change when they, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, everybody has their limit. And it's interesting to see what a whole country's limit is when they decide yeah. to decide screw this and uh do something about it yeah and then yeah, just, yeah. and then to see like wh- one of my favorite uh, parts about it is what happens afterwards um you know because it's just it takes this in like insurmountable effort to like overthrow a government but i can't but you know uh, i don't know 
it, it seems like just as much of an effort to replace that government and make that kind of pave out and work. And a lot of times it obviously does not work, but, but it's inter- interesting to see when it does and when it does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they're all, all of them have like a lots of tragedy in it though. And like, you know, this is, I guess it's natural for human beings to fight, but that, that, that part's kind of crap. Like a lot of the revolutions in Africa are just horribly, horribly bloody, nasty yeah. conflicts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, compared to like the American revolutions, which, you know, historians say wasn't that bloody, wasn't as like intense as other revolutions were, like especially the yeah. revolution, stuff like that. Yeah. You think of a like Bastille Day and like, you know, the guillotines and yeah. all that stuff. Like you just, when you think of it, you just think of, you know, violence. Yeah, definitely. I guess uh, sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah, man. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, these small revolutions, you know, they make may make some sort of policy change, may make things happen for a little bit. But um, if a system is corrupt enough, if it's, you know, if it's stalling enough, then it'll take this, you know, a revolution to completely change it. Yeah. Mm. You know what's funny about revolutions? <laughs> what's funny? <laughs> uh, not much. <laughs> yeah, not much. <laughs> but they are interesting. We don't always have to tell jokes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that topic. It's at least going to be 20 minutes shorter. And uh, also, I don't have much to talk about. My next topic, which is something I don't like, and that is when people talk in a British accent. When people talk in a British accent and they're not British. Let me say that. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Not the whole country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're British and you talk in a British accent, that's totally fine because that's your accent. But when Americans talk in a British accent, it's not their accent. And it annoys uh, the hell out of me. Right. Um, this, it's, I don't know. It's annoying. Like people will do it at parties. They'll do it for no fucking reason at all. The only time that it's okay is uh, when they're telling a joke. Like if you're telling a joke and for some reason it requires a British accent, that's fine. Sometimes I will tell a story and change one of the voices of the people in the story to some weird voice or an accented voice just to be funny. Right. And that's fine. But if you're just like, you know, like, oh, can you pass this, the fork, please? You know, that, that really, annoys the piss. I mean, I can't, I can't do it. And it's like, uh, <laughs> and what I think is happening when people do this and, um, and actually I kind of, I, I kind of feel bad because Jess, Jess, my uh, fiance used to do it all the time. And, uh, then I made fun of her relentlessly until she quit. <laughs> um, but I think when people do this, her excluded is why I gave that, uh, caveat is because they like to hear the sound of their own voice when they do it. It's just like entertaining to them, like a child's blanket that feels good when you nuzzle it to your face. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's, there's nothing to be gained from it except to prove that you can. It's kind of like before we came on the show, David said that uh, everybody has a Shakira voice. Like, yeah, like, like everybody has one on the ready if you ask them to do it, and it's, and you know, they practice that shit just to please themselves, just to see if they could do it, and they're like, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. Same with the British voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just don't like it. There's no reason to do it, and if you do it at a party. Uh, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I say, go to hell. 
no, 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 never mind. That was a terrible accent. Maybe this, maybe what this is, is that my British accent sucks so much that I'm just jealous of everybody else's. Uh, you guys ever talk in a British accent when you're not British? Uh, maybe. Like, I don't. I think maybe like here and there. I don't know. I don't feel like I do. Maybe not British. I think I try like Scottish and Irish, but I don't know. Not often, no. I think the last time that I did it, I was playing. Uh, what's that old GameCube game we played, John? And and like freshman year of college, uh, the Baldur's Baldur's Gate. And like, was that a Baldur's Gate game? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was Baldur's Gate. Okay. And I'm playing. I'm playing it again with uh, Vince, and nice. they're all Brit- Yeah, they're all British in there, and like. He's like, oh, this would be cool to do a British accent. He's like, oh, you just got to act like you're selling something. So if you act like you sell something and you do your high-pitched British voice, then that's the last time I did it. Is when I was like, oh, yeah, here's your salt. Here's your spares. What you need here? Oh, yes, that's good. You know, and it's awful, but that's the last time I did it because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> and see, that was that was the one out, right? Because it's for funniness. Yeah, yeah. Not, so not for serious. Yeah, if you're doing it to tell a joke, that's fine. You can make fun of British people. but if you're just doing it to act like you're british for a second just for one glorious you know uh one glorious britain day then uh it's it it doesn't fly with me what if someone's like really really good at a british accent though then get a fucking acting gig (laughs) like or or don't and uh get a get a british person to act in that role so they can do it right you know Why would you want to be really, really good at an accent that's not yours? So you can like infiltrate the like, I don't know, some club over there. Like it doesn't yeah. make any sense. I, oh, you mean if you're not an actor? No, if you're an actor, like yeah, you should learn accents, right? Because okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I totally agree. Like, I mean, maybe if you're like you said for comedy, but I, I can't. I'm just sitting around like having a beer, being like, you guys want to hear my really annoying accent? Here we go. That I can't do accurately. <laughs> Okay, yeah, and it's, yeah, and they never yeah. ask. They never ask either. They just go into it as if you want yeah. to hear. It's like <laughs> they don't stop. Yeah, it's the exact same thing as guitar guy at parties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I try my hardest not to be a guitar guy, even though I love to play guitar. And I, even if I had a party, like I have been, you know, not in the past two years, um, then I try not to pick up the guitar. And like, if I see one, I'm like, no, nah, don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And that's completely respectable. Like if somebody like says, "Oh, play us a song," then I know that you will then play a song. But it's but it's requested. So if somebody says, "Hey, Charles, do that really funny uh, British accent you have," then then you have to say, "No, no, I can't do that." And then uh, somebody (laughs) says, "Oh, come on, don't be a bitch, Charles." And then uh, (laughs) and then you say, "All right," and then uh, (laughs) here we go. Yeah, we go. Yeah, and as far as like if you're really good at a British accent, that's like saying. If you're really good at juggling, should you just pull out your juggling balls in front of other people whenever you want? <laughs> like you, you should probably ask first. Always get consent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one British joke that you said years and years ago, John, that I'll always remember and laugh at by myself is when uh, the crying game when he's telling the story about the freaking frog and the scorpion crossing the river <laughs> and he's like yeah. oh what why did you sing me what you did the whole thing in american accent and at the very end he's like i don't know it's in me nature <laughs> 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 it's so loud and so stupid that I yeah. lost my shit. 
That was so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and that worked because it was a joke. It was a joke, yeah. Yeah. And when I when I do an English accent, it's basically um God, Dick Van Dyke and um Mary Poppins just like turned up to eleven. It was already awful with like the cockney stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like to turn it up and just scream it at people. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I think that's okay. But um, <laughs> but you have to use it sparingly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Got this. Uh, hey, David. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, something that I like this week is, is, um, <laughs> I really like Waffle House and, <laughs> and like, that's a, I know it makes me dirty, really dirty for saying that, so dirty. but it's, but it's true. Like, I don't know, I guess cause we spent so much time there in high school cause like last two years of high school. We moved to a small town in Kentucky, and there's only there's two Waffle Houses, but there is not much else to do but go to one of those Waffle Houses. And so we we went there all the time, and we had a great great time at it. And even now, when I'm driving by a Waffle House, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stop here and get like hash browns with ham chunks and onions and all that good stuff, and then smother it in ketchup so it can't taste anything but ketchup. But yeah, yeah, I just really enjoy, especially when I'm like going up to visit my friends in Kentucky. And I drive by Shelbyville and I'm like, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna stop here just for fun funsies. Like even if I'm not hungry, I'll go have like a cup of coffee and get my hash browns or my my chicken sandwich. I forgot what they call it. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I really enjoy like really brings back good memories eating at the at Waffle Houses, even though they do taste terrible and it's like it's kind of gross inside there. Do you have any experience with Waffle Houses, Allie? Uh I uh, you know, since I didn't I didn't grow up in the States, so I feel like I I don't have the same kind of connection to it. I think the first time I can actually remember eating Waffle House was last year. And I remember looking at the menu and then putting the food in my mouth and wondering why the fuck people go to Waffle House. It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> yeah. It's because they hate themselves, I think. <laughs> so I'm I'm not I'm not I don't have any of the connections to it, you know? I uh I agree that Waffle House is absolute shit, but I I also agree with David that it's uh, it has a very very special place in my heart. Um, like Waffle House was just like where I went in like uh, I think it was just senior year of high school. I would like skip out of school, go to the Waffle House, and read classic literature, and I thought I was going to be somebody someday. Um, turns out, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it was this. Uh, like at the time, you could still smoke in Waffle Houses, at least in Kentucky. Yeah. And um, so we would we would just sit there like literally for hours and hours and hours because uh, it was the only hangout spot if you didn't have ten bucks to go to the movie theater. And then after that, you would still go to the Waffle House. Yeah. But um, you can get just like get a cup of coffee, some shitty shitty hash browns, yeah, and just smoke and drink coffee until two a.m. Yeah. You know, because there are twenty four hours. And uh, yeah, it was there that. I uh like I I thought I was going to become uh, a literary great, you know. But it was just like I don't know. There was a lot of Americana to it, and it was and that in itself was like inspiring. Ditto is what I'm saying for yeah, that reason. 
Um, and I would, still, I would still go there now. I do have every opportunity to go there and I haven't been actually the last time I went was like two years ago in Nashville with Jess. Uh, we just decided to go and I still got all those like same feelings of nostalgia for it. And, um, and I loved it and it is, it is garbage food, but is it more garbage than like a McDonald's sandwich? The, the ingredients <laughs> they're using exists in nature. You can go out and get those things. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think I saw somebody crack an egg there, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's shitty breakfast diner food, but, um, but it has, it's, it's a very special place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. And have you ever eaten at a huddle house? Uh, yeah, actually there was a huddle house in the first, uh, college town. We used to, we went yeah. to school in, uh, in Moorhead, Kentucky. And, um, and it sucked. All they did was play Christian music and it did not have the same, uh, American soul to it. It didn't. Yeah, not at all. You also couldn't smoke in there, which is crazy. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it was, it's totally different. The food's awful. Yeah, in Moorhead we went, and they had one in Martin, Tennessee, and it was just awful every single time. And um, yeah, no, not the same feeling, not the same feeling of nostalgia. We used to go there every single Monday night because they had open mic night at the 7th Street Live coffee shop or something. Oh, you mean we would go to the coffee shop and then Waffle House? Yeah, yeah, we'd go to the open mic night in Shelbyville, and then all of us would head over to Waffle House. I thought you meant they had open mic night at the Waffle House, and I was like, oh, dude, no. we were going to different, different Waffle Houses. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah, man, this the Waffle House poetry slam was lit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but, uh, and that's another thing about Waffle House. I think the key difference between Waffle House and Huddle House was uh, all Huddle House employees were working there because they needed a steady paycheck and all the waffle house employees were there because they uh, were basically bartenders sent from heaven for little kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But they're like, they're a lot nicer. You know, they're just like, like your extra grandmas or your extra aunts, you know, like, and they would just like smoke cigarettes with you and say, Oh, how are you doing today? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like every waffle house to go to, it's just like real people uh, serving real bad food. I love it. Absolutely. And the coffee is limitless. You can get as much coffee as you want. Yeah. And I mean, it sucks, but you, you can't, you can't, uh, <laughs> can't say no to as much as you want. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go visit Alan not too long from now. And I'm going to stop at that Waffle House in Shelbyville. I'll tell you how it is. Yeah. Let me know if the fire is still there. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Oh, something I loved about that Waffle House too is that they had that jukebox, right? It's like a real jukebox with real CDs, except like every other song or something was a Waffle House themed song. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. You remember that? Yeah, it was like my favorite was a, uh, it was a remix of Smooth Operator, but it was, uh, what was it? Smooth Waffle Maker or something? Smooth Waffle Maker or like, yeah, something like that. But it was just like to the tune of these famous songs, except based yeah. on lines. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's, it's sad ridiculous. they actually got rid of that. I, I went there, you know, a couple of years ago and they got rid of it and they get put in one of those new iTunes jukeboxes, not the ones that flip anymore, which is super sad. That's super sad, but it's still super cool that this very weird, like, like kind of very country as diner uh, has a jukebox, you mm-hmm. know, like still like, they're just like, man, Waffle House is uh, keeping up with the times in ways yeah. that, I mean, they're going to, you're going to leave IHOP and Denny's and all that shit behind. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, like, now that I said that, maybe that's another reason why I like Waffle House is because it seems like it's the real deal that places like Denny's and IHOP are trying to uh, imitate and emulate. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, like, I mean, it's a, of course, it's a huge, huge franchise, but it's, it's an American diner. Like, there's no way of denying that. But, you know, Denny's, Denny's would work anywhere. Nobody, like, there's, it's just, <laughs> sorry, I was looking at, whatever you had in your eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Denny, Denny's is uh, just another, it's Chili's for breakfast. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's really bad food almost every time. I, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just, they do something weird at Denny's. It doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very strange. At least but, Waffle House has the gumption to taste bad. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, another reason why I like Waffle House is because if you're there like super late, like you're, you get to see lots of interesting people sometimes. Like you'll just be enjoying your waffle or your hash browns, and then you like look up, you're like, oh, that guy's definitely on coke. You know, <laughs> right. I've seen that before. You're like, woo, that guy's wasted in that booth. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely buy weed from this dude at 3 a.m. in the Waffle House. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Also, like when I was in my teens and like early twenties, I was really infatuated with uh, diners and like truck stop restaurants. Um, and it was exactly for like kind of like exa- examples of everyday life and like just kind of it was like early form of people watching, I guess, for me. Mm-hmm. And because um, you would see stuff like that, and you would like see people coming in and out and like living their lives, and they would just like be more characters than you would find at you know your Denny's because you know. It, it becomes pretty homogenized once you get to the Den- Denny's level, but anybody can afford, well, I'm sorry. Like m- most anybody can afford uh, smothered hash browns at Waffle House. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like you get like a, a wider spectrum of people. And, um, and I would, I used to sit in Waffle Houses and like truck stop diners and like with my stupid dorky notepad and just like write about the people I saw and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. No, I, I love those kinds of places. I should Me go too. back sometime. What's the shittiest restaurant you like, Allie? <laughs> um, I don't know, cause like, <clears throat> you know, I feel like I'm I've never been like a long term resident of anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Except David and I were only in Shelbyville for what two, three years? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah, because it was only junior senior year of high school, and then. But you gotta think if I had any 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 formative restaurants that were shitty in my high school years, like, I don't know. I mean, they wouldn't be like global chains. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of anything like I don't know. I'm trashy. I like gas station food, so that's something I can never do. (laughs) I can't do gas station food. Just just loves that shit. And I I can't do it. I love it. I I I learned to love it because you know I worked at gas stations for years and years. So that's all I ate for a long time. (laughs) Nah. That's not for me. Have you do you guys eat the hot dogs off of the rollers? Uh yeah. Put some onions on there. <laughs> I think I think I've literally never had one. What? I don't you're like the taste. Like you're not like in a big rush, and you're like, all right, throw a hot dog in there, get your coffee, and like get on the road and eat a hot dog while you're on the highway. <laughs> no, I, I've not, I don't think I've ever been in that big of a rush. And like I used to, I used to be. <laughs> 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 because if, if I'm in that big of a rush, then I'll just grab something from my house. You know. Yeah, what if you're in college and you don't have anything at your house? Yeah. <laughs> I I guess I eat after class. I don't know. I, I'd like 
I just never, I was never like, oh shit, oh shit, I got to get a ham sandwich and a fucking hot dog stack. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I, I, I need my food. So I'm like, all right, anything will do right now. Nah, see, I'm like mom in that aspect. I'll just like, it's like, ah, I'll still be hungry later. I'll eat. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something about bad food that I like. But uh, because it, like, it tastes good? Yeah, it could, I think it tastes good. I mean, I know it t- it's like it's weird, like those weird rib sandwiches that are cold that you heat up in the microwave at a gas station. Those are those are strange, <laughs> but like I don't know what the hell it is, but I, I enjoy them. Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, you know, gas station egg rolls. I'm yeah, I don't know about the egg rolls. Of course, I don't really like egg rolls, even if they're from a restaurant. Fantastic, David. What's wrong with you? I don't know. They're just kind of boring, and I don't know. There's so much better stuff to eat. <laughs> it's just. Oh, my bad. My bad. I offended the group. <laughs> Egg rolls got him. <laughs> I, I too kind of have a uh, soft spot for get, uh, fast food. Like I go, to, I, li- I like a good fast food burger, but that's about as low as I'll go. You know? Yeah. I'll definitely do fast food. We moved to uh, North Carolina, and uh, Jess saw that there was a Jack in the Box here, and we didn't uh. have those over in Missouri. And so we've eaten that Jack in the Box three times, and uh, we've only lived here for two weeks. <laughs> I should say my 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 tum tum hurts, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my tum tum. But it, it's good though. It's good. I love it. I know. I feel like Jack in the Box is the worst fast food place ever. They fix their shit, dude. Because I used oh, to think they? the same thing. I was like, oh man, I guess I'll go. And then I got a burger there. I was like, that is pretty good. It's probably uh, it. That's probably it because I haven't eaten a burger there since we lived in Las Cruces in like 2010. Yeah, in Las Cruces, in Las Cruces, I was all about those 2 a.m. drunk tacos, those fish tacos. You remember oh, that? oh, I, I got those. Yeah, or I got you know the yeah. bean tacos. They weren't even fish. Like, uh, no, I, don't, I don't mess with no bean, man. It's all about those fish tacos from dubious sources. From <laughs> dubious sources. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just say they weren't farm fresh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, tell us yes? what you don't like. Well, this week, what I really don't like is mowing the Ugh. lawn. I will, I will weed eat. I will trim hedges, pick up leaves. I'll do anything. I hate mowing the lawn, like so, so much. I don't know why, but I don't like. I feel like some people really enjoy it, and I think those are the people who have like sit-down lawnmowers and don't have my my parents' yard. Because uh, I cannot stand to mow that son of a bitch. Yeah, your parents' yard really sucks. Well, you know, to mow, not 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 that it looks bad, but like oh. it's it's a it's a bitch to mow. <laughs> it is, dude, and I really really can't stand it. But I just cannot stand mowing. Cannot. I hate it. You get grass in your hair, <laughs> and you get you know grass stains on your shoes. Super sweaty. It's just not fun. And weed eating, you like you toe the line. You're making things look pretty, and you might get whacked with that evil weed eater string. And, you know, maybe you got some battle scars. So, I think I'm the exact opposite. I hate weed eating. I hate it. But I really don't mind mowing the lawn. Like, <laughs> I think it's because it's like instant gratification. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, it's long. No, it's short. Immediately. Like, <laughs> 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 let's, let's go to bed, boys. Yeah, yeah. Hard day's work. But, yeah, I, I really enjoy mowing the lawn. I, you know, I can listen to my music. It feels I'm doing something productive. 
like, oh, I'm contributing in a really small way, but you know, it's still, you can check yourself. And, um, but yeah, I enjoy it, but I hate weed eating, man. Just like hitting that thing and the string always gets jammed and I suck at it really bad. So I always hit the house, you know, or a tree. I, I will say that I, as far as weed eating goes, I've only done it once in my entire life. And it was before I, I was probably like 13, 14. It was because dad handed me one and, uh, and then I, I screwed it up. So he took it away. That was <laughs> the only time I've ever weed eaten. <laughs> really? Uh, I, yeah, I've never owned one. And, uh, I just kind of like tried to mow real close to the lines. So I wouldn't have to buy one, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's just say my mailboxes were always kind of bushy, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I feel like I would like weed eating. I don't really know. I'll let you know uh, when I buy one, y'all. But uh, but the mowing part, I, I, yeah, I, I love mowing. And I think I agree with David. Like, it's an instant gratification thing. You know, like, you're just, like, setting out to do this job, and then it's done. Boom. It's, it's very unlike washing windows in that sense, because after I feel like, after I wash a window, I'm just like, why the fuck did I even do this? Yeah, yeah. it looks worse than what I did before. Yeah, <laughs> it looks worse, and I can still see it through it enough. I shouldn't have listened to the person who yelled at me to do it. Uh, <laughs> but but mowing, yeah. Yeah, you just put on your, like, I have, like, specific music that I'll listen to with mowing. It's always um, just, like, weird hipster music, I guess, uh, or <laughs> heavy metal. I, I like listening to heavy metal when I'm mowing. I hear that. And uh, yeah, I think it's really satisfying. I, I like it. It's a way to spend some time outside. Nobody can talk to you or mess with you. And uh, and then when the job's done, man, the job is done. Nope, hate it. You it's and you don't know, like you don't know, like it because because it makes you sweaty, dude. I don't know. I just, it's just hell. I, like I don't know if you've ever tried to mow this lawn. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's just maybe I maybe have. it's this lawn. Maybe maybe that's, I should that's, be less. Maybe it's this lawn that I hate most. That, but I just can't stand that it. lawn is pretty bad. Yeah. Cause like not only it's like the hills, not, it's not even that the fact that it's like a hill. It's the fact that there's like a tree and then there's two flower beds and like your lines don't ever line up because you have to like go around it and it just, it doesn't ever. Yeah. Right. Yep. So maybe, maybe I'm not getting that instant gratification because I'm not seeing perfect lines in my grass, you know? Yeah. You don't really have that, that, that wide open space to just really let loose on a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know i've never mowed that lawn i don't think i have anyway but um do you still yeah, have the motor where like it goes on its own like you put it into like the gear and it just like takes off oh uh, no. that sucks that one though it felt like yeah, it was gonna drag you off like because there's like a three foot or three and a half foot oh, drop the at the end of her lawn like into the street so that one will like if you're not careful it'll like just totally just take you right off I believe it, dude. I, st- I almost fall every time yeah. I go down there, so I can only imagine what the salt smells. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> yours is a dangerous... How'd you break your leg? Yeah, yours is a dangerous lawn to mow, for sure. Yeah. Dude, and it's really bad right now because we have, like, a family of, like, armadillo... We don't... Uh, we have, like, armadillo, uh, groundhogs, deer, and squirrels, <laughs> and all of them dig holes in our yard. Um, so I'll be mowing, I'll be going along, like, I'm in an okay mood, mowing <laughs> along, and all of a sudden my ankle will just, like, fall fucking four deep four feet deep into a hole yeah. i feel like you're i'm like oh you're always having critter issues ellie yeah dude we we live in the boonies yeah. like whether whether you think it or not it's the boonies it is yeah we got foxes around now this too. town built inside a 
giant hills full of trees. Yeah, man. I think the raccoons are finally gone from Megan's room. But like, <laughs> I mean, there's a groundhog that lives under the house. <laughs> from Megan's room. That sucks. Yeah, I'm not even Phase kidding. one complete. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're all over, and a turtle just laid eggs, um, in our back, the back part of the. Oh room. yeah, nice. Can have Sounds like your That's house, cool, like though. the the zoo from Honey. We bought a zoo. I know. I'm like, look. <laughs> A gopher. <laughs> like a yeah, crazy deer. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to trim these hedges, but these endangered condors keep making. <laughs> <net>. <laughs> Great endangered. Oh, dude, and like, yeah, the the amount of birds we have in our yard is endless. So you saw that woodpecker that Although, picks on the tree in front of your house all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Yeah. I don't have a woodpecker. Yeah, we have him and like <laughs> tons of robins and. Lots of baby deer. That's a lot of a lot of flora and fauna in Yorka Springs. I remember once uh, I pre-gamed at your house when you weren't living there. Um, when my mom and I were living there, I was pre-gaming, and then I was like, "I'm gonna go down to the bar and do some trivia." And then I was walking down that weird path that goes to the creepy stairs. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And um, and then like in the field right before you get to the stairs, uh, there was just like a baby deer lying there, and I like paused. I was like, oh, man, there's a baby deer. What do I do? <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is the exact moment where you shouldn't do anything. But I really, really wanted to touch it. I didn't touch it. So, <laughs> but what I'm saying is uh, a lot of animals in Eureka Springs. I mean, it's a cute town. Yeah. Yeah. And some some ballsy-ass raccoons, man. I remember when I had, like, my first apartment in Martin. Like, there were squirrels that Tennessee. lived inside of the walls. Tennessee, yeah. Martin, Tennessee. Those squirrels that live inside of the walls, and like they would like fight at night, and you just hear like you can hear them like squealing and going crazy, like to the point where like it'd wake us up, and like we'd be like, oh, 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 what's happening? And it's just the squirrels beating the shit out of each other in the walls. <laughs> yeah, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have like some like really mangy coyote too that came to your? Party? Yeah, that was like a couple years later. <laughs> and it, but it was really nice. It was just like, hey, you got, you got garbage I can eat? It, was, it wasn't the internet. <laughs> hey, John, what's something you like this week? David, I'm so glad you asked. Something I like this week is the actor, Willem Dafoe. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's he's cute. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not a cute and that's that's a no. And that's exactly why I love him so much, right? Like he has this like such a discernible, like unique face. I've never met a person that looks like Willem Dafoe. You know, you like you'll go through the bar with the girls and say, "Oh, he looks like I'm like Brad Pitt," but you never say that about Willem Dafoe, right? Yeah, like, he looks like, <laughs> he looks like Willem Dafoe. Like, Let's go to the opposite end of the room. Yeah, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but like the way his face is structured is in a like such a way that he can. Uh, I I feel like he can have expressions that none of the rest of us other humans can even fathom. Right? Uh-huh. It's just like this ultimate face of insanity. I, I feel like if I never saw Willem Dafoe in a movie where he was a nice guy he would look exactly like what I imagine the devil looks like. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Because he's got, it's just that creepy smile, of like the lines, the, like those beautiful lines on his face. I mm-hmm. love Willem Dafoe. Um, I do have to admit, the only Willem Dafoe movie I've ever seen is the um, the first Spider-Man movie. Uh-huh. He's per- he's the perfect Green Goblin, though. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he's, he is the perfect Green Goblin. I was totally kidding about I that. I know. I was like, that's got to be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the first Spider-Man movie, the only one you've yeah. ever seen. That's, like, the worst it. one but, he's done. But, I mean, he, he's, all, good, he's good Green Goblin, but it's a terrible movie. Yeah, he was also oh, the fuck. only good actor in that a whole movie. Yes, yes. It's awkward. This the only Willem, Willem Dafoe movie I know. Yeah, um, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, you seen you seen yeah. Boondock Saints? Yeah. Mm, nope. You've never seen Boondock Saints? What about Platoon? He was in Platoon nope. as well. I've never seen Platoon. Never seen. That's a good movie. I know it is. It's on my to do list. Okay. I mean, Charlie Sheen yeah. kind of bothers me, but. Yeah, I mean, I think he bothers everybody. Yeah. But uh, that might that might be after the fact. I feel like if you watched it when it came out, you'd be like, "Yeah, Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe." Yeah. yeah. But now we know that he's a jackass. He is a total jackass. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched Major League with Charlie Sheen? Yes. I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't yeah. watched it. But I feel like I'd be a much more like God fearing man if it wasn't for Major League the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing can scare us. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's for that's for next week. Uh this week it's Will and Defoe. Like the last Will and Defoe movie I watched was actually a few days ago. That's how I thought of this. See how it's all connecting. Um it's uh the Florida project. It's about like just kind of very like it's about a project in Florida right next to Disney World. And um it's very depressing. But Will and Defoe is just like this just this solid, solid dad-like character. Uh-huh. And um, and it was, he was just amazing for the whole movie. Like, I feel like he's amazing in every single movie I'm like I see him in. But um, he, he does call kind of fall into the same, I feel like the same Bruce Willis trope where he like plays a little bit of the same character in every movie, just in on different levels, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. Ex- except, except well, maybe not except. It's just like a crazy Willem Dafoe. Have you guys heard of The Lighthouse from May 24? Oh, I've heard of it, yeah. And I've, I've seen um, like a previews. Yeah, he plays this like old gnarly sea, sea captain who's just kind of gone to sea and now he watches this lighthouse and he's just completely mad, like like a like a peg leg sailor mad. And, yeah, um, yeah. And he was, a, he was amazing in that. And uh I don't know. I, just, I I love everything he does. I I love looking at his face, um, and uh, I feel I feel like it, you you know the the two like the symbol of theater like you have the tragedy and comedy. One's like a smiley face and one's a frowny face. Yeah, yeah. I feel like now that Willem Dafoe has come to fruition, uh, there should be a third face, and it's just like a face on utter madness. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. He can't. He yeah. can make a crazy face for sure. Oh yeah, like and and like it's particularly like the way he smiles. Like he can like manipulate a smile into something that looks completely terrifying, or something that kind of looks like the way that your dad would look at you. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's an amazing actor, and I'll watch anything with him in it. Um, the last time I had an actor obsession like this with was with a uh, uh, Adrian Brody. And Dude, I, would, I love Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah, me too. And kind of like yeah. for the same reasons, except I feel like he has a lot more range as a as an actor. He does, but, yeah. Um, but like I can I always... I don't, I don't, I don't, sorry. 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm going to kind of veer off here because I also don't think I know very many Adrian Brody movies. Uh, remember the movie Megan threw up in, in theaters? King Kong? He was, he was, a, he was like the, the writer. I don't know. I never saw King Kong. Have you ever seen The Pianist? Okay, oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's uh, Adrian Brody. Okay. The, the Pianist is uh, probably my favorite Adrian Brody movie. Yeah, I think mine too. Oh, he was also in um, One by Wes Anderson, The Trains. Yeah. Uh, Darjeeling Unlimited. Yes, yes. Yeah, he kind of got caught into that whole uh, Wes Anderson friend group, mm-hmm. which, which is not bad. I love it. But, uh, but yeah, wasn't he? Was it? Was he was in a couple of Wes Anderson films, wasn't he? I don't or know. I feel, like I feel like that's the only one I know him in. I think he was. Now that I can actually see his face. Hold on. <laughs> oh, y'all, guys. I was trying to uh, look up Adrian, Bro- Adrian Brody and Wes Anderson. Uh-huh. Uh, Wes Anderson is coming out with a new movie. It's art history inspired, and it stars Adrian Brody as an oh, art dude. Hey. I'm going to watch that one. <laughs> I'm going to watch the shit out of it. And it looks like it's, wait for this, going to be in black and white. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What, what do you guys yeah, think about Wes also, Anderson? I, I like Wes Anderson movies. David? Yeah, I really, I really like Wes Anderson movies. Uh, he did a couple that I didn't really care for, but overall, most of his movies are, are good. Really good. Which ones did you not care for? The one in Hungary with the, the hotel. The Grand Budapest Hotel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You didn't like that one? I thought that was good. It was all right. was that one. Oh, was he? Yeah, I just looked it up. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was terrible. I just, I don't care to watch it ever again. I thought it was better than Darjeeling Unlimited. I love Darjeeling Unlimited. Or Limited, I think. Is it Limited or Unlimited? I think it's Limited. Okay. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, yep, you're right. Yep. Limited. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just too, like... I feel like Wes Anderson got too Wes Anderson-y. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. he, he, also, he also made another one with the like Boy Scouts and stuff where this... Moonrise like, Kingdom? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that one either. It, he did like... In Moonrise Kingdom, I feel like he just... Um, oh, God. I can't remember his name. The icon from Ghostbusters. Bill Murray? Bill Murray. I'm so sorry, the listeners. But... uh. <laughs> Yeah, he did the same thing with Bill Murray that he did with every other movie that uh, Bill Murray is in that he directed. Mm-hmm. Um, he did kind of Wes Anderson himself out with yeah. uh, Moonrise Kingdom. I will totally agree with that. But I feel like he kind of rectified that with uh, Budapest Hotel. And I, I will yeah. say that like like um, Darjeeling Limited was unique in itself. Like he wasn't playing off himself Mm-mm. with that mm-hmm. one. But uh, Moonrise Kingdom, I'll give you that one. That was not one of his best. Yeah, this is very strange. I was like, ah, I don't know about it. Yeah. It was kind of just Bill Murray saying disconnected things to the camera and, mm-hmm. and being a weird dude. Yeah. You know who uh, Wes Anderson also really likes is Jason Schwartzman. You mean I Wes don't Anderson? like. You don't like Jason Schwartzman? Okay. The only reason why, I, I, I kind of like him, but the only reason he really like, gives me the heebie jeebies is because he was in that movie um, Spun. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched that not too long ago. That one, I don't know why, but that movie really like like weirds me out. That's that's a gritty, it's, dirty movie. It makes you feel gross. It is, it it's really, a dis- yeah. it's disconcerting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I think of uh, whenever I see him, I think of that movie. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah, can't see, help I'm, it. I'm kind of the opposite way. Like, whenever I see anything besides a Wes Anderson movie, I'm just like, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I also think of that song. West Coast. Oh, wait, something. I think it's called oh. West Coast, right? West Coast. Yeah. I wish you would have put yourself in my suitcase. <laughs> what? Because he's the lead singer of that song? Or that? He's a, yeah, yeah, he's the one that sings it. What's the name of that band? Golden Rise, uh, Sunrise Records. Coconut Records? Coconut Records, yep. <laughs> yeah. That blew my mind when you told me the first time. Um, yeah. I had no idea up until like last year. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, you. Yeah. That's the only song you ever made that anybody ever heard, though. I think it's a solid. It's a solid song. If you can be like, if you if you're Jason Schwartzman and you can just make one hipster one hit wonder, then I, I say you're good to go. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess the two things I like this week is Willem Dafoe and Wes Anderson. <laughs> Adrian Brody. And Adrian Brody. The three things I like this week. Yeah, and yeah. Three point five. Uh, Jason Schwartzman. He is pretty short. (laughs) 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 Hey, David. Hey, David. Yeah? David, Allie wants to ask you something. Allie? Hey, hey, what do you, what do you don't like? Well, something that I don't like this week, and this is going to look really bad now that I'm thinking about it. I didn't put two and two together with what I did like, which was Waffle House. <laughs> what I don't like <laughs> is abstract art. <laughs> and so it just makes me that much less cultured. <laughs> God, I hate that art, but man, a, a patty melt is great. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I guess in May, I'm not hating on abstract art more than maybe I'm hating on myself that I'm not cultured enough to truly grasp and like feel what I see with abstract art. And I, I do, I do like weird art. It could, it could be weird, but like I'm talking about like the blotches and like the lines are like the squares that are different colors. Everything's just like weird colors and like, okay. Okay. The scene that I think about, have you ever seen the big Lebowski? Yeah. Well, the scene where she's like swinging and like putting paint on like this big canvas and be like, oh, it's art, that that kind of stuff. And like, I just, I, I don't understand it. My, maybe my brain's like too symmetrical to like enjoy it. But like, I'm just like, how's this on a wall in a museum? You know, like last museum I went to, I was looking at all the art, they had an abstract area. And I was like, this is not me. And then I went to another one and it was like, you know, landscape paintings and i was like oh there we go good old run-of-the-mill <laughs> mountain and trees that's what, I, that's what i need right there i can and, see that um, with my eyes yeah yeah it's like oh, i've never seen that tree but that other crap i don't know but yeah and like, like i said it's probably me not being cultured enough or whatever um but yeah abstract art really bothers me especially when they put it in museums and stuff i i have to kind of agree with you here man um and like my prime example is I've never understood why Jackson Pollock matters. Do you know who yeah. he is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like, he just like threw paint on canvas and mm-hmm. like spread paint on canvas. And he was, it was a masterpiece and I've, I've never understood it. And like, do you know the term like, 
like a, a rider's rider? No, I don't think so. So like a rider's rider basically uh, writes so well, so, you know, write, writer typically perfect that, uh, that only other writers will appreciate it. Uh-huh. It's, it's kind of like just fan service to your, your own field is what it seems like to me. And I'm, I don't know, like, I, I I'm going to give the ca- same caveat that you get gave. I probably uh-huh. don't know what that's talking about, but, um, it seems like with abstract art, you have to go to art school or read about it extensively to give a shit about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then, like, anybody, uh, and I hate to say, like, oh, my kid could draw that. But it seems like anybody could be an abstract artist. Like, and I know that there's supposed to be, like, feelings and philosophies told through these abstract artworks. But um, but I don't get, I don't fucking understand it, you know? And so I just feel like you have to, like, first take a class to then appreciate this. And I feel like if you have to have that sort of prerequisite for it, and you don't have those, like, natural appreciation for abstract art, then it's maybe it shouldn't exist. You're just doing fan service to your own friends. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, just, just a whole people. Uh, it's a, it's, it kind of seems like, like dangerous, dangerously close to a whole bunch of people just kind of like with like similar minded people agreeing with each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that because I certainly don't get it. And I never took an art class, but like, no, I don't feel anything. You, you know who else can do abstract art? is elephants yeah <laughs> they can do abstract art yeah i've seen i've actually physically watched otters make abstract art exactly yeah <laughs> and it looks yeah. you know put in the museum and say this guy did it and they were like oh it's amazing yes <laughs> it's a statement on the the natural world the, <laughs> a, the <laughs> dualism between man and animal <laughs> yeah yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, no. i don't understand it, and it, it sorry go ahead no you're good go ahead uh all i was gonna say is like it does make me want to like read up on it to see what i'm missing but i haven't done that yet so i can uh throw these opinions out there for everybody to listen to yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I think i'm like i think i'm kind of middle ground on it but i you know I've not, i feel like i had a lot of friends who were in the art scene well i don't understand about abstract art to me is like you know like you said you see a picture of a mountain you know it's a mountain right and abstract art you know i feel like you should be able to infer what you feel from that and like what that means but i feel like so much abstract art is so like oh you can look at something and be like i feel you know melancholy when i look at that and someone's like oh no you see this specific line it's because it represents no 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 so that's where like abstract art gets me. Cause I'm like, I feel like it should be more open for interpretation, but it really isn't. Yeah. Cause you know, obviously the artist has like a specific thing in mind when he did it. I mean, so they say, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Supposedly. And, like, I think like, I think Jackson Pollock was a big deal only because like, you know, that tech, I mean, obviously that technique's probably been done millions of times before him and it's who, you know, obviously. And like, you're right. You're right. Like he's doing it for, it's probably for the art community, but I think another reason it's so important is because it got so much notoriety for that technique, and he's probably one of the like first and most well-known. <clears throat> but that being said, and I look at a piece of art, abstract art, I end up just walking away <laughs> and wondering why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that. So I'm, I'm like, I'm neither here nor there on that one. I hear that. Like there, there is a whole world that we don't know, but at the same time, it looks like you know somebody yeah. dropped paint on the canvas. 
It looks like they got wasted the night before when they were supposed to like draw a mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you also don't have to be like like a miserable douchebag if someone has like a different opinion, you know? Yeah, yeah. Unless you were the artist the, yourself that did it, um, I'm gonna have my own opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah especially like i mean like since it's abstract abstract art like it's obviously open to interpretation right there's not some yeah. there's not some secret message hidden into it right so like the if if assuming that the abstract artist has a message to relay to the viewer um and they try to like relay that message through their abstract art and then i as the viewer viewer look at it and say oh that makes me look sad and he's like no it's about about happiness and virginity how the fuck was i supposed to know that can you give me can you can you give me the handbook or the instruction manual on how to develop my mind to be able to see through all this bullshit that you created to get that message and yeah it's just it man it's just not fair you know like i'm i feel like i'm a smart enough guy i should be able to figure out what these things mean but uh I don't think they're actually there. I feel I feel like what's happening <laughs> more often than not is they're creating these works of art and they're just like they they have fe- sure like they have feelings when they create the art and then they put it out there and then somebody says like oh my god I can't believe what you've done you've perfectly captured the moment of orgasm and then he's like right. yes yes I <laughs> did that's it that's it. That's it. You've done it. And then he quickly writes the artist statement that you put on to the right, right like right hand side of the painting. You know those little cue cards. Mm-hmm. By the way, do you know? Do you guys know what I'm talking about with those cards? It's like artist statements. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, those things are the best things in the world to read. By the way, you should read as many of those as you can because you'll never be able to bullshit more than these <laughs> artist statements bullshit. <laughs> There's a one of my favorite website websites on the the intro web is uh I forget what it's called but if you type in artist statement generator uh, it'll pull this up and it'll give you like just a randomly generated one of these cue cards and it's just all full of like convoluted language that is like it's <laughs> like like convoluted language that um kind of seems like it should mean something but it's just a bunch of like abstract words and ideas shoved together to kind of like trick you into thinking it means something it's fucking hilarious I, I'll, I'll read those like one after another but um <laughs> and but that's what i feel like uh that's what i feel that abstract art does it just kinds of kind of tricks everybody into coming to a consensus about what it actually means and i can feel that yeah. you know another way that i think i might just be uncultured because like i play the violin and i played in orchestras and like I, I love to play, but sometimes the conductor will choose this really, really weird abstract piece, and I'm still just like, this doesn't even make sense. It's like it's not even like there's no time, and like, like we'll play, and like it'll sound completely wrong. But she's like, yes, sounds perfect this time, and I'm like, what? It's like nobody <laughs> was together. Everybody, every section was doing their own thing. It's like how's how's that perfect? So I, I just don't get that either. And I don't enjoy playing it because like my mind is just like, Nyeh. I need to feel that, Nyeh, that beat. <laughs> but, but yeah, so maybe yeah. I'm just uncultured, but because I can't even feel it with the violin. I haven't played that for years. So maybe the problem here is that we're so uh, attached to order and uh, getting rid of chaos that we just can't see the abstract piece for what it is, which is uh, three deer in a forest. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not all laughs, guys. <laughs> Except for I pretty much told everybody I am uncultured. <laughs> so I don't think you're uncultured, though. I think maybe you just like you just have a different brainwave. Yeah, know? I think so. That doesn't make you cultured. Thank you. <laughs> I think my brain is just very symmetric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, I think that's bullshit. I don't think there's <laughs> such thing as like a symmetric brain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like the whole like different levels of creativity. I think there's just different types of creativity. And yeah. just because yours doesn't conform to the abstract painter's creativity doesn't mean that like yours is lesser or like completely separated from theirs. It's just different. Yeah. Like Ellie said, different wavelengths. Yeah. 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 I feel that. So another week comes, another week passes, and we have no emails. I know that I'm acting like overly depressed because we got three emails last week, but I had a taste and I want more. (laughs) So if you want to, yeah, yeah. Allie, uh, roll that sweet bean footage. Bean footage? (laughs) Uh, tell, Tell everybody what our email is. Okay, it's a our email is uh, podcast hear us out at gmail.com. We're open to all and any criticism, comments, questions, and concerns. Nice, very nice. Also, David, thank you very much for making our music for this podcast this episode. I feel nope. like the last one was pretty baller, and if we have to repeat, that's totally fine because it was pretty cool. No, I got more songs I could send, but thank you very much. I enjoy making them. I actually made that one a long time ago. And uh, yeah, and thank you, thank you, John, by the way, for editing all of our podcasts and chopping them all together and making it the wonderful art that it is. <laughs> and thank you, Allie, for being the glue to our group, the the ideator for this entire endeavor. Thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So every week we like to end on a positive note, just to show you guys that we're not completely negative. Um, so let's start off with any, many, many Ali. What's something small that you like this week? Something small that I like this week is stained glass windows. They're very, very beautiful. And it's a lot of awesome hard work that goes into them. It's kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Not crocheting, uh, like embroidering. You know, like those old school embroidery circles that people used to make cool pictures on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like chickens. I felt like I saw a lot of chickens. Um, (laughs) It's kind of like that, but not so lame, you know? I'm just kidding. I like like embroidery. But stained glass windows are cool. And it just kind of like completely changes the atmosphere of a room. Mm -hmm. It does, yeah. The sun hits it. It looks super cool. God, and like the old school churches and stuff that have the stained glass are like totally ridiculous. Like definitely, definitely a work of art. Oh beautiful. yeah, dude. You know, uh, do you remember when we went to Barcelona, David, and we saw the Sagra- uh, the Sagrada Familia? Uh, yeah, you mean that picture right there? Oh wait, wait, you're talking about the yeah, picture. yeah, not not that, not that, but that was in the same place. <laughs> yeah, do you remember like the stained glass on the inside of it? Oh, no, we didn't go in. Yeah, we didn't go. We went I think, in with Denise. Yeah, you went in after me because uh, they're still into, like, construction or something. But, dude, it is, like, it was mind-boggling. Oh, really? Super crazy, yeah, because it's, like, 
like the architecture on the inside is all wavy and there's stained glass in like every window and like tiny windows, big windows. It's just super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you guys talking about that? Um, where is it? I think it's a cathedral that they've been working on for a hundred years. Yeah, because the uh, Gaudi he died. He got hit yeah. by a bus when he was, yeah. God, I've always wanted to see that. I didn't realize I had a lot of stained glass in there. Yeah, dude, it's it's super cool. It's still under construction. It will be too for who knows how long. It's always something to look forward to. There you go. All right, David. What's something that there's something small that you like? Something small that I like are buns. <laughs> we talked about it a little bit earlier, but like you know the pork bun, Asian buns, they're amazing. And it's like one of those items that I don't keep in the fridge because I'll just eat them all at one time because they're so good. And it's steamed buns specifically. And yeah, I, they just taste really, really good. I don't know that I've ever had them before. I don't think I have either. No, like the little white balls with like the cool red meat inside. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever had them. They're really, really good. Yeah. You should try them. You can order them on the internet and I'll send them to you. Oh, is this like pre-packaged food or is it, do you have to get it fresh from a res- restaurant? Uh, most of the time it's pre-packaged because it takes a lot of preparation to make them. So when you do order them, they already have like them ready to go and steam. Oh, okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'll try it next time. And you want, and you're saying the, the red bean ones are the best? Uh, red bean and pork or just the pork ones. Red bean's good too, but pork ones are my favorite. I'll check it out. I yeah. like that. It's good stuff. Well, my small thing this week is handmade soap. Um, I like handmade soap, like, uh, I'll, every now and then, uh, basically when I run out of soap, uh, I'll, like, just peruse a vendor at a farmer's market and just get a nice block of handmade soap. Um, they just, they don't smell like anything you would get at Walmart, you know, like the, the, the corporate soap. And, uh, and, uh, plus they they make them a whole bunch of, so what? I said Irish spring bullshit. Yeah, fuck you, Dove. Um, yeah, they, they make them a whole bunch of cool colors. They smell amazing. They smell like, like uh, unlike any other like false soap, faux soap. I like to call it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's fun. And plus, it makes your bathroom look cool. Because um, when you have, just have like store bought soap, it just looks like you have like a whole bunch of different like labels of different brands on your on your uh, your counter. But with handmade stuff, it just looks like a, a real a real bathroom, which makes a real home, I think. I'd have to agree with you. I'm a really big fan of handmade soap. And uh, I recently got two, well, I ran out of them, but I got two handmade soap bars. And they're super fun. You're right, the smells are super unique, and it just makes you feel cool. Real <laughs> cool. You're going to like the way you smell. I guarantee it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I made handmade soap once, and I, I like the smell kind of got was like off-putting. But I made it myself, and I think that was probably a problem. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, maybe on your fifteenth try, you would say this is amazing, and then you would yeah. start your own uh, soap vendor at the farmers market. Yep. Yeah, because I washed myself with it once, and I was like, I feel dirtier. <laughs> I feel dirtier. <laughs> like I said, that's, that's my own soap. Like, I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should try yeah. some farmers market ones. They, they, they're 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 good stuff. Lavender soap. It's a great set. Check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Honey. that goat milk soap sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's some real gangster shit right there. 
I'm I'm really all about like infused charcoal, like bathroom products. So okay, so I can find something cool like that. They got that at the farmers market, my friend. Yeah, I believe they do, man. Cause like that, I'm telling you that infused charcoal, everything. Oh yeah, that should be exfoliating though. Yeah, it, it's teeth teeth whitening. Mm-hmm. Pore cleansing. Oh, girl. Oh, it's going to exfoliate my soul. <laughs> <laughs> this was episode eight of Here's Out. I'm your host, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fucking not. Damn it. <laughs> this is, oh, I thought I could get away with that one. <laughs> oh, we, did you do that on purpose? No, no, I totally did on accident. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, just reading, I was just reading the thing. I was like, oh, wait, no. No, I can't say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this was episode eight of Here's Out. I'm your host, David. I'm Allie. I'm John Ball. Thanks for listening in. See you guys next time. <laughs> that's, that's I really are <laughs> I'm your host, Allie. Those fucking alpacas, man. I oh, know. They can't keep their hands to themselves. They're like yeah, six right. feet. No, thank you. That's how COVID got started. Those alpacas spitting in someone's face. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>